It is Sunday, January 17th, 2021. Still getting used to that 2021 there, but I'm happy because it's sign of good and better times or just completely crap that's going on in the world because, you know, the offseason is slow, so we're struggling here. So bear with us as we try to deal with this tortoise of an offseason. So, yeah. Um, we've got Luis back here again. You may have recognized his voice from last week when we brought on Mr. Rose. Um, welcome back again, Luis. Um, and I guess let's get started. First half, we have a, a not too many, but a few free agent signings. Again, not very much. Mostly they feel like a bunch of rumors because no one's confirming anything and it's just complicated. So without further ado, let's just get started, shall we? Mm-hmm. All right. So let's start off with a little minor one first. Not a little minor, but it's a major because otherwise we're going to be talking about it, but it's a minor. Yes. So it's a major minor, which contradicts itself and makes me super confused. Anyway, let's just get on, <laughs> shall we? So first uh, first person we're talking about right now is the Angels have signed catcher Kurt Suzuki mm-hmm. uh, to a contract, a $1.5 million contract so, for one yep. year. Yep. Um, Kurt Suzuki is expected to be the backup catcher uh, to Max Stassi. Along with uh, Anthony Bemboom, I think is how you pronounce his name. Yeah. Um, so, okay, good. Good, good, good. Kurt Suzuki is 37 years old. So, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like a little booster to his career, I guess you could say. He did actually do pretty well last year um, mm-hmm. with the Nationals. Um, 33 games uh, in 2020. He had a slash line of 270. 349 and a 396 and i have no clue what uh 66.6666 percent of those stats are but i'm trying to learn those here so get yeah, just, just 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 bear with me people um <laughs> he had two home runs and 17 rbis so not really a lackluster season i guess you could say yeah. but it was actually I think a fairly decent season um for especially for a 37 year old yeah. i mean it could be worse than an hour but i mean you know uh <laughs> Sorry, I can help that reference sometimes, but uh, you know, decline. But I mean, uh, Kurt Suzuki, I'd say he's still a pretty respectable catcher. Um, he again, yeah, uh, I guess he's pretty fairly decent at uh, catching, decent to or at hitting, I guess you could say. Yeah, but um, what are your thoughts about this signing with um, Kurt Suzuki? Uh, this gives this gives the Angels some some good depth, a good backup behind Stassi. And like a, a reliable, someone that you put in for a bench bat, a reliable bench bat. He's a good hitter. Uh, 20, 2019, he had a pretty good season with the Nationals hitting-wise. Not the best fielder, not the guy you want to be behind the mound for nine full innings. But he's still, mm-hmm. he's still, he's still, he's still a reliable guy when he, when it comes to hitting the baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I would say that too. I mean, but then I can't argue with the little man with the computer brain. <laughs> So um, <laughs> I'm never going to let that go. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, now on to a little more major, but still not minor, but major, because this guy hasn't played for so many years. But uh, Yankees uh, have started spending again, folks. Yep. I mean, nothing new here. Keep walking. Just just, just don't pay attention. I mean, we all know it's going to happen. But they signed Corey Kluber. Yep. Um, Yankees have reportedly signed Corey Kluber to a um, deal pending a physical. Kluber is 34 years old, so he's a little bit younger than um, little old Kurt Suzuki. But I mean, you know, um, they um, let's see. Kluber is expected to be the uh, number two starter behind uh, Garrett Cole, 
who is, I believe, in the second year of his nine-year contract is what I think I read. Um, so, yeah, a little, little more depth to the pitching, um, the rotation of the Yankees. Yeah, we'll um, as a matter of fact, too, so it's ex- – yeah, let's see. Ooh, almost read the wrong stat there. Okay. Um, it's expected to be a $11 million contract for one year. And the funny thing is, is on January 15th is when this was this, this signing occurred. Uh, according to the article, the club had not confirmed the deal. Mm. So this is nothing more than just a rumor, unless it's been updated within the past uh, two days, two, three days. So um, he has had, to- excuse me, eight starts since 2018. He only had one in 2020. He tore his, <clears throat> get my doctor's voice on, his tennis major muscle in his right shoulder. <laughs> I have no clue what that means. Do not ask. Yep. Um, I mean, you know, health people run in the family, sort of, but apparently the genes skipped me. So, you know. Cooper has been on rough times, definitely. 2019, his season was cut short after he fractured his right arm from a line drive. Yeah, um, ouch. So, I mean, you know. But other than that, he's actually been fairly decent, I'd say. He's played 10 seasons in Major League Baseball. Um, He's had a 3.16 ERA. Um, For you nerds out there, it's a 135 ERA plus. Still no clue what that means other than 100 is average. But, I mean, you know. In 209 games, so that's a lot of games yeah. for um that's for a pitcher, as you say, especially in 10 years. Now I've had people tell me these don't matter, but I don't care what y'all say. He's had 98 wins and 58 losses, so if you don't think those those matter, you know I don't care. Just tune me out for two seconds here. That's a lot of wins and that's a lot of losses. Yeah. So um, um, trash me if you want, but I still think wins and losses kind of matter. Again, I'm an old school stats person because I still don't have no clue what these new stats are, you youngins up there with you and your calculators and your computers and your computer brains. No offense, Louis, <laughs> but I mean, you know, so. little Ryan rant there. I mean, that's not as not as uh, is not as pleasing to say as a Rose rant, but it's a Ryan rant. It's but a- um, you know. <laughs> so Corey Kluber signing, or he's a purportedly um, signing with the Yankees. What are your thoughts on this? All right, so. Before this, the the Yankees really needed a starter to boost up the rotation because when Jordan Montgomery is your number two starter, you know that there's something wrong with your with your rotation, mm. and especially with Severino not coming back for a little while. But mm. uh, Kluber hasn't pitched in a very long time. He pitched one inning in 2020. And mm-hmm. not he, di- he didn't really do much. He did he pitched a scoreless inning, um. But other than <laughs> that, eleven million dollars is the type of money that you can sign maybe Tanaka or Paxson with. So I don't I don't think eleven million dollars was really what they should have given to Kluber, who has shown signs of inconsistency and very very injury prone. But he's not nonetheless he's still a former Cy Young winner, and uh, he still was an elite pitcher back then, a couple years ago. I would say still, I would still say he's an elite pitcher right now. I mean, he did have another outing um, the other day. He did impress a whole bunch of like I think it was like yeah. twenty five scouts from a whole bunch of teams. Yeah, and his fastball. Um, so apparently, his fastball type tops mm-hmm. out at ninety miles per hour. How many? Uh, I think it was ninety miles per hour. Ninety. Yes. Eh, 
I mean, that's more like my kind of style. I mean, again, don't get me started on that rant. But um, you don't need to you don't need to be throwing triple digits constantly. As long as you're if you don't have the velocity, you got to have the movement. Yeah. So as long as that fastball is having some good movement on it, I'd say yeah, stay in the big leagues at 34. I mean, go you, go you. Um, but yeah, honestly, I think Kluber is a it's um. I mean, all this is due to the fact that I would say that the Yankees have lost a crap ton of um, of uh, starting pitchers this year. They're, they're losing Tanaka, theoretically. Um, Paxton? That's not the right word. But any uh, Paxton, yes. Um, now, these are in free agency. And now as time goes on, especially with Tanaka, it's been a back and forth, it feels like, between, yeah, the Yankees are leaning, to, leaning more towards signing. Uh, you know what? No, I don't think we will. I mean, it's been back and forth like a ping pong match. Um or what have you, but I mean, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, Corey Kluber signed to the Yankees, $11 million for one year, like no clue if it's been confirmed or not, but it's more of a rumor, I guess, until it's confirmed, yeah. but anyway, it's more of facts than fiction, so we're just going to go with yeah. that, um, yeah, so moving on to the next one is the big one, and it is a little bit weird as well, and Yankees again, reportedly signing DJ LeMayhew um, to a contract. It's expected to be a big boy contract, folks. We're talking big old money leaving the pockets of the Yankees, and they have they don't even feel it. I mean, you know, they're just – it's expected to be a um, – let's just say not a big contract. Well, it is, yeah. but I mean, $90 million. $90 million, folks. That's a Especially with the length of the contract, that also plays a big factor. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, true. Six years. So you get $90 million for six years, which averages around $15 million for a year. Now, I don't know what y'all's paycheck is, but mine is not $15 million a year. So give me that money. So, (laughs) you know, which another thing, too, is kind of weird because – the team did not comment. So the Yankees did not comment to MLB.com's writers about this. So again, they've been ghosted. So yeah, again, another more of a rumor than reality, (laughs) but I mean, it's the off season. It's our first year of our podcast still. Oh, first full year. But I mean, you know, yeah, I think we'll take it. So, (laughs) so, um, He's 32 years old, so by the time his contract's up, he'll he'll be he'll be up there in years. He'll be around um 38, so that's a good spot for the Yankees to reevaluate. As uh, did we just drop 90 million dollars on a pot of gold or a pot of word I can't say? So I mean, you know. <laughs> oh God, I'm not with it today. But anyway. So to give you all stats, people, as a little perspective, if you're in 2020, DJ LeMayhew, excuse me, uh, I need some water. Um, uh, Let's see, 364 average, um, 421, oh, whatever it is, and then a 1.011, whatever that is, too. So, again, uh, just back off on me. Don't criticize me too much. I'm still learning here, folks. Um, Yeah. I'm going to be cram studying. So, anyway. Uh, for you classic stats people, yay. Um, 10 home runs and 27 RBIs in 50 different games. So it's it's a pretty good performance, I'd say, by the uh, shortstop, uh, DJ LeMayhew, a.k.a. Mr. I can't spell your last name. So, yeah. Uh, facts. 
All right. So that's all the free agents I have signing. Um, I think, Luis, you were talking to me earlier. What kind of free agents do you have that um, have been signed? Liam Hendricks signed a four-year, $54 million contract with the White Sox, along with Archie Bradley with a one-year, $6 million contract with the Phillies. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. And just some IFA people like uh, Ioannis Cespedes' brother actually signed uh, an <laughs> IFA contract with the White Sox. And finally... Martin Perez has re-signed with the White Sox for not the White Sox, sorry, the Red Sox. Pardon me, for the around seven million dollar mm-hmm. deal. Yeah, so a lot of money. It sounds like exchanging hands here, but again, I'm not sure if half of this is even confirmed. But I mean, you know, uh, we'll take it. But <laughs> it's, some some talk is better than no talk, I guess. All right, so. Any other signings yeah, or nothing, nothing, nothing really much, like, except for other arbitration hearings, like a uh, Correa and the Astros couldn't reach out a deal, and GD mm-hmm. Davis and the Mets somehow, some way, couldn't agree on a deal. But those are all rumors. Those are all rumors, folks. We'll be talking about those later, I guess. Um, but but shockingly, folks, very shockingly, what what hasn't happened is Trevor Bauer still has not signed yet. Oh my gosh, how has he not signed? Don't get me started on that rant. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not surprising at all, folks. Um, Trevor Barr not signing, but that's another story for another day. So I'll just back off on that for a bit before I go into a gigantic rant. So just take a couple seconds, gather your thoughts, and then you're starting us off with this half. So just say like, "Welcome back" or whatnot. So. All right. So I think I know I'm starting off with the Take it away. Yep. Okay. What's up? All right, so for our first player on our rumors segment today for the Allen Left Field you podcast. Come back. You forgot welcome back. Oh. You rude little person. You rude little person. They just got back from a um from a oh what's the word? Shoot, shoot, shoot. Um imaginary ad break. I mean we don't have an ad break. We have a spot to put the ad break, but there's no ad to put there. So yeah, it's complicated. You have to welcome them back. <laughs> All right. Welcome everyone to the Out in Left Field podcast. Today we're talking about the rumors surrounding uh, different players around the MLB. Uh, we're gonna kick it off with uh, starting with George Springer. Uh, yeah, but first of all, a little football reference here. Kicking it off, yeah, the first one didn't go through the uprights. We had about three bloopers there. We'll probably put in a stinking episode. So, yeah, welcome back to the second half is what uh, Luis is trying to say. So, uh, Luis, just take some tips from the pro. Uh, <laughs> 16 times, you get quite used to it. So, after that hideous introduction there, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, not my day. Not my day. Why did this have to be on a Sunday? <laughs> Let's just get on with it before my life gets worse, shall we? <laughs> All right. All right. So the first player we have today is George Springer. George Springer has been counted in multiple talks, per se. Um, it's, the race has come down now between two the two main candidates, the Blue Jays, who went after LeMahieu, gave him a four-year, $78 million deal, but couldn't reach on to him. Jesus Christ. 
Saffron died first. In his name, I got have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> got to save me a little prayer right there. That's a lot of moolah. And, um... Let's see. Let me let me check my paycheck here. Hmm. I'm not even close to that amount. <laughs> <laughs> and, and along with that, you've been talking to certain leader that we'll talk that we'll talk about later on in this episode. But George Springer said he wants to play near his hometown, which is uh, in Connecticut, which is closer to New York than than Toronto. Just saying. <laughs> but um, True. Springer. Springer's been a fairly consistent guy throughout his career. Um, for the people who mm-hmm. go off of average, 269 average, 369. Uh, his last season, he had a 265 average, 359 on um, base percentage, and a 540 slugging. Uh, he's never mm-hmm. had a season where he's, had, where he's had a below 345 slugging percentage. And he's, in all in all, he's just been such a consistent guy. And in 2019, he actually had his best season to date, putting up a 6.5 war along with a 6.4 offensive defensive bat value and striking out one of the least times in his career along with uh, 39 home runs and 96 RBIs and only 122 games. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. Con- Spring- Springer has been a very consistent face. And, yes, I mean, all along it's been Blue Jays or the Mets, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, was it Mets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought yeah. it was. Just, just you know, not my day. Um, but <laughs> anywho, um, yeah, um, yeah. Blue Jays and then the Mets—they—they've been it from the get-go. It feels yeah. like um, the very um, top um, suitors, I guess you could say. Is, I guess that's the word. But um, yeah, they've been it from the get-go again. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being one of those two. I mean, yeah. um, if you were to I put that paper from last week, I mean. There it is. There it is. I couldn't find it for a second there. Well, I mean, you and I both said it was either Blue Jays or Mets. Mr. Rose and Cardinals, so I mean, he was hopeful, but you know, I mean, that's Mr. Rose. But um, I don't, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Mr. Rose is a great guy, but I mean, biased Cardinals fan here. So (laughs) as am I, as am I. But I mean, you know. Um, and the second rumor. Of the day, GT Real Muto in the Phillies. GT Real Muto has been offered offered a nine-figure, uh, five-year deal, which has been more than they've ever offered. And right now, are probably the front runners along with the Nationals. The Nationals who uh couldn't couldn't resign Suzuki are with a very very interesting catching problem now. But uh, Real Muto has been mm-hmm. uh, another consistent guy throughout his whole entire career. Uh, a 278 average, a 328 OBP, and a 455 slugging over seven years after he was shipped from Miami mm-hmm. to the Phillies for a deal that included Sixto Sanchez. He's been in two All-Star games, uh, a, gold glo- a gold glove, and a silver slugger award. And he's hit, um, <clears throat> he's hit 95 ca- career home runs with 358 career RBIs. And in 2020, had a solid season, 840 OPS, and his career OPS is 783. So he's one. He's up there for one of the top three catchers in the game. Uh, a lot of teams, like uh, let's say maybe like the Mets, for example, were in major talks mm-hmm. with them, but then they went over to the cheaper, the cheaper option in McCann, gave him a four-year, forty million dollar deal, and 
Yeah, and even the Cardinals could be a good fit for Real Muto, considering if they lose Yadi or not. Yadi's been a Cardinal. I will go insane. I will go insane. <laughs> Tell me the best moment of your Cardinals. Uh, Oh no 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 no! You're taking the wrong way. That'll be the worst moment of my Cardinals life. Worst. The worst. I don't want no. I don't want nobody behind the play other than God Himself, Yadier Molina. I mean. Fair enough. I mean, fair enough. But um. <laughs> If the Phillies, if the Phillies somehow miss out on Romuto, if my prediction is that if the Phillies don't really re-sign Romuto, then I really leave it just up to the Nationals if they even want to spend that type of money. With them already getting mm-hmm. Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber, which has been, which in my opinion, that's a pretty solid offseason to start off with. It's a pretty solid offseason. So yeah, that, getting yeah. Bell and that big deal uh, revolving around Will Crow. Uh, a pretty good pitching uh-huh. prospect, a pretty good pitching prospect, but um, now the Nationals really don't have anyone behind the plate, but they have some, they have some future potential with Rutledge and uh, and Kiboom starting up to get uh-huh. into the system. And I have, I actually had Ramuto uh, a couple week or two ago, actually going to the to the Nationals. That was my prediction. I don't know about I don't know about Mr. Rose from yours, but I had to go to the Nationals. Um, yep, 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 yep. Yes, you did. And mm-hmm. so yeah, Romito Romito would be the guy that'll fit in the Philly system perfectly, like he's he, like he's already had. But the problem is earlier on the season, the Phillies owners said they could not, maybe they couldn't afford Romito with all the money they've been spending, and but some money's been gone off the books with uh uh. Sorry, with Didi Gregorius, with an unknown, unknown, like, there hasn't been many talks, but they have. Hello? Hmm. Luis? Technical difficulties, I think. We're back. All right, cool. So, like I was saying with Ramuto, he'd be the perfect. The he's been he's been fitting perfectly in the Philly system so far. Uh, he's 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 had a top fifteen MVP vote. Nineteen, he had a he had an All Star appearance, an MVP vote, some MVP votes, placing fourteenth in that, and a Gold Glove, and along with his second Silver Slugger in the past two years. <clears throat> Played one hundred forty five games that year. Also, and mm-hmm. it'll be crucial because the Phillies, there's not many good catchers right now. If Suzuki would be a good option, but he's already been taken by the Angels on a one-year, $1.5 million deal. But if the Phillies miss on a real Muto, they'd have to rely on Andrew Knapp to start almost every single day, which I mm-hmm. certainly don't want to. <laughs> Andrew Knapp's a below-average position player. Uh, yeah, who, who did you have real Muto going to exactly? I had him going to the Nationals as well. Uh, and Mr. Rose, too? <clears throat> uh, he had him going to the Phillies. Uh, I, 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 mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, 
We'll see. Uh, we'll discuss all that again in a month, I guess, when we bring Mr. Rose back on the show. He's expressed um, that he's want he wants to come back on again and look over the sheet of paper. I mean, that's why we took it in the first place. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, all that trouble, of course, we're going to. All right. So, on to some more rumors after those technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> someone, the Phillies, have been in talks with. They haven't they haven't been in touch with Didi Gregorius that could that that's mm-hmm. freeing up cap space for them to get Remisa. But they've been in talk with a well a former a former Philly uh in Freddie Galvis. Freddie Galvis was on the Phillies in in twenty seventeen. He had a below average year but oh no he's a he's a guy who really depends on his fielding. He's not the type of offensive juggernaut type of guy like uh i mean in, tw- in tw- 2020 and he had he had a 220 average three-way obp and a 404 slugging and it's been for wrc plus which is a a more advanced stat it's like it, it compared to some like ops plus with the average is 100 he hasn't reached uh he hasn't reached 100 in his whole entire career, so below average hitting wise, but a pretty good fielder. Just so you know, just so you know, um, you're only talking to the viewers, and you're not talking to me because I have no clue what the heck you're saying. So <laughs> yeah, I keep. I, I, that's, what, that's what I keep on saying. Yeah, that's what I keep on saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to learn. <laughs> I need to learn from the pros. But they're so confusing. <laughs> <sighs> Pain. <laughs> Good crazy. <laughs> anyway, more rumors. And Jake Alderizzi, starting pitcher for the Twins. He's been in many, many, many. His name has been thrown around a lot. Alderizzi debuted in 2012 with the Royals, uh, and his career his career took off when he. When he was on the race, and obviously, since it's the race, they dumped him off. <laughs> Tampa Bay way. The cycle came. The cycle of life for the race came, and they had to dump him off. Yes, yes, yes. Dumped him mm-hmm. off to the Twins, which he did pretty, pretty strong. He had a, he had a, he had such a good 2019 that got him enough to actually get a qualifying offer, and he accepted it. In 2019, he had a. 3.51 ERA, and for all the viewers, again, like I'll say it again, like um, like win-loss ratio, he's had he's won 62 games with 56 losses, and in 2019, where it was arguably and probably his best year next to 2015, he went 15 and 7 and 19, and in 17 he went 10 and 8, and 16 he went 10 and 6. Um, and so yeah, he's a he's a he's a reliable two or three starter. He didn't really have the best twenty twenty. He started he started in four games, thirteen point two innings pitch, and had a six point fifty nine ERA. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, six point. Yikes! Yeah, big yikes. yikes! So what are the rumors surrounding um, him? Teams have been like the Mets and the Yankees. The Yankees still looking for some back of the rotation or middle rotation help. So trading rumors yeah, then? Yeah, yeah. And the Yankees mm-hmm. have also been in right. 
uh, trading reverse with uh, a certain pitcher that we'll get into later. But uh, the next player, next player, Marcus Semyon. Semyon is, hmm, he's interesting. He's an interesting guy. Uh, he had a, definitely had a breakout 2019 season with the Athletics. Um, but he's a guy you can go out there and play 162 games and for, and here's some basic stats about him in his breakout year. Uh, he finished third in MVP voting, actually, but didn't make the All-Star game. But uh, still hit 258, 369 MVP, 522 slugging, and near a 900 OPS. Um, I forgot where I actually predicted him to go. Uh, uh, Red Sox. Yeah, Red Sox, yeah, yeah, Red Sox. Dave. So the rumors are surrounding him. I mean, he's a free agent, so it's not trading rumors. Yeah, so. yeah it's, still, it's still free. So it's just free free agent rumors just going around so. anymore. I do I do a free agent I do a, mm. I do a free agent rumors on Bauer, but man, he's just switching up every single day. Hey, get 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 <sighs> hey, New York, how, how how how's the pizza over there? He's just switching up every single day. Did he say that? Did he really I'm say that? I'm pretty sure he actually did. <laughs> He's the type of guy, man. He went to uh, Arizona Coyotes game for all the viewers who are interested in hockey. Why? Why would you say that? <laughs> I I know I know his name probably just triggers you. <sighs> his name probably makes you just want to go on a rant immediately. I'm assuming. He's like politics. <laughs> They don't do anything but talk. <laughs> uh, I know one of the major rules of this podcast is no politics, but we just brought politics into the conversation. So politics has entered the chat. <laughs> and on. Uh... Yeah, welcome to Ryan's Daily Trevor Bar. <laughs> I'm always so glad when he just signs. But then he'll still continue. Yeah, he'll he'll still try, continue. Try a one-year contract will be up to the same stuff the next year. It's, it's not going to be fun, man. But, um... My God, give me patience. <laughs> Semyon has been in... Throwing around and talk with teams like maybe the uh, Phillies who've been needing him uh, if they... Not again. Right. Yes, I can. <clears throat> okay. Did you did you hear me say not again? I, 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 I had to add a mute for a second, like two seconds. But whatever, we're back. All right. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> I was scared for a second there. <laughs> uh, as you viewers have probably noticed, we've been having a ton of technical difficulties, bloopers, and a bunch of Trevor Bauer rants here and there. So I'm probably going to get this episode released tomorrow, all basically on a Monday. So I mean, <laughs> it's not. There's no way I'm going to get this thing. We're going to get this thing finished and edited and released within the next two hours. <laughs> so it'll be Sunday or Monday. Uh, the huh? next person. Just like Christmas and July. 
<laughs> Pain. <laughs> okay, just get the rumors okay, over. Yeah, let's let's finish this one up quickly. And the and, no, Trevor Bar. And the second to last person we have on our rumors list is Brad Hand. Don't Brad say it. Hand. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you. in major talks with the uh, Mets, like uh, per se, a couple days ago. Uh, Ken Rosenthal actually said the Mets were signing him, but he completely lied. That that wasn't fun at all. Um, um so he's. Oof. Brad has started his career off with the Marlins. He actually started off pretty, pretty horrendous. His first season, he went one and eight, Oof. started twelve games, and had a negative point four WAR. Thanks. But, um, has been a reliable guy in the bullpen. He's in the past three seasons, 2020, 2.05 year away, uh, 19, 230 year away, 330, sorry, pardon me. And the the year, two years before that, 275, 216, and then 292. So he's been, he's been a consistent pitcher. Mm-hmm. He was on the Padres in 16, 17, and half of 18, and then he got traded to the Indians. And then Start up and started off a new career there. So he's been in talks with many teams like the Blue Jays, uh, the Mets, and that those are mainly the two people who are running free agency right now. Probably, I mean, well, the Blue Jays not so much, but Blue Jays have been in so many talks with so many different players, but have missed out on so many. But uh, and finally, uh-huh. our Sounds last right. rumors of the day. Don't say it. Don't we say it. Else. Don't say it. Um, okay, thank you. His name, <laughs> his name around in trade talks with the Yankees. A uh, reported Kickstarter deal would be involving Clark, a top one of the top people in the um in the in the uh, Yankees farm system, and. The deal has been kickstarted off with also Clint Frazier. Um, and Miguel Andujar is also said maybe to be in a deal with him. And maybe even Debbie Garcia, who started off his career in 2020. But um, <clears throat> Castillo, he's played, he's played four seasons, all with the Reds. Um, in his first year, he finished eight, eighth in Rookie of the Year voting in 2019. Had the best season of his career. Made had an all-star appearance, went fifteen and eight and had a three point forty ERA. So he could be the guy who really bolsters up the Yankees rotation to one of the top ones in the whole entire league. See him going there with no surprise, but it definitely take a lot to get someone like Castillo who has some good control under him, a good strikeout guy, a good ERA guy, and a definitely good reliable guy. Hey, 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 we still got another Zelda going on here, viewers. Don't leave just yet. Don't you leave just yet. We got, we got, I'm taking over the chat now. I'm taking the the, the host spotlight right now. We're going to something I can talk about and I can relate to. Uh, if you don't know, I'm a, I'm a pretty big baseball collector, or a baseball card uh, collector. I mean, I have a pretty nice stash. I got a uh, untouched Ken Griffey card somewhere. I don't know where, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't even know what I have any. I don't even know what I have anymore. The Ken Griffey Jr. Tip, but I don't even know what I have anymore. But anyway, I'm a big baseball collector, so when I saw this news, I I got really excited. Um, for those of you who've been following the out in left field, 
You still there? Oh my goodness. Luis! <sighs> I thought I had a seizure there. Yeah. <laughs> seizure of frustration. You still there? Uh, yes, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. I'm going to edit that part out because I just screamed your name. So. It didn't happen again. Ah! <laughs> Stop that! Stop messing with my brain! <laughs> so go on, go on, go on. <sighs> We're editing this part out. If it doesn't get it get edited out, well, you're going to have me just screaming <laughs> Luis's name for five minutes. But anyway, <laughs> so put that on repeat. <laughs> okay, so something I could talk about. Uh, I'm a big collector of baseball cards. Um, so when I saw this news, I got really excited. Uh, for those of you who have been following the Out Left Field podcast, or as it was originally called, the Trash Can League Network because we had no clue what the heck we were going to do with this thing. Um, our very first episode was called uh, The Backstory, The No-No, and The Card of Gold. So in reference to the most expensive baseball card, a.k.a. the piece of paper in history, um, you know, so that was sold back in August um, for $3.94 million. It was a one-of-one one Mike Trout baseball card. For those of you following the uh, baseball podcast, that was one topic we talked about in the first episode. I went ballistic over it because I loved it. Well, ballistic's probably not the word for it, but, you know, um, um, extreme happiness. There we go. Um, because baseball cards. Anyway, but with this recent development, holy cow, we are trash. Um, our first episode has become completely useless because information has changed and been updated and stuff has sunk in the river over, let's see, 60 years ago. So we'll talk about that later, about <laughs> stuff going in the river. But anyway, so there, there is some, there's a method to the madness. There is, that does fit in there somewhere. I just wanted to say that for no reason. But anyway, so <clears throat> we proudly present to you the, well, let's see. I'm trying to think. What's above gold? Is it platinum? Uh, I don't remember. The platinum card of gold. I don't know. The diamond, whatever. We're still going to call it the card of gold because why the heck not? So, uh, because gold's valuable. So, we'll just we'll go with that. The new card of gold, folks, has, well, the current card of gold, the Mike Trout one, has been replaced. Yes, the new card of Mike Trout, which I still don't know why it sold for that much, has been replaced. So, hallelujah. Anyway. So, it was a five-month-old record for you folks keeping track. So, eh, not too long, but still long nonetheless. Um, I'm going on a rant right there. Let's just get to the point. <laughs> okay, so, the new card of gold is a 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle. Yes, sir, 1952. We're talking dinosaur <laughs> ages, folks. Dinosaur ages. We're talking T-Rex Tuesday going on here, dude. <laughs> What if this was on a Tuesday? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> anywho, 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 after I've killed none of you off from laughter because you don't find my humor hilarious. But yeah. So 
It's rated as a PSA 9, which is a scale of 1 to 10 based on how good the card is, I guess. I've, I mean, you know, it probably got me a couple twos in my collection, but, you know, somewhere. I maybe have a good knife. Anyway, um, anyway, so again, it's a 1952 Tops Mickey Mantle. It's PSA 9. Um, there are believed to be six, only six others of this type of card wow. left in existence. So, yeah, it's not like, I mean, it's kind of like Honus Wagner Rarity. But not as much, I guess, which I'll get into it later why it's so rare because it's an interesting story. So, but first of all, back to the present. Um, again, again, keep in mind 1952. Keep that year in mind, folks. 1952, because things were done differently back then. <laughs> so, I mean, it was it wasn't like the 70s and 80s kids, you know, but it's the 50s. But, so the person who bought it was Rob Go, I think his name is Gao. I don't know. I'm terrible at pronouncing names. He's an actor. And spelling names. Yeah. A.K.A. I cannot... I, <laughs> cannot <laughs> Rob Go. A.K.A. I cannot say your name. So, <laughs> no offense, mister, but if you're listening, I apologize. I apologize. Probably not, but I apologize nonetheless. Okay, so he bought the card. Uh, he apparently is the same Rob that bought a streetwear company back in 2017. But that's not baseball related, so we're not going to talk about it, people. So anyway, <laughs> moving on. This same card, this 1952 Tops Mickey Mantle, was actually sold back in 2018 as well. Um, it was sold by NFL, former NFL lineman, Evan Mathis, which I googled it. No relation to our good old friend Jeff Mathis, but you know, I mean, okay. So anyway, this card back in 2018 sold for 2.88 million dollars. So that's a lot of that's a, that's a that's a pretty big increase, honestly, from going from 2.88 mil to up to 5.2 mil. So that's a lot for a piece of paper that fits in the palm of your hand. I mean, you know, so. He actually was quoted as saying on ESPN, because um, that's where I'm getting this from, because I don't know if MLB even reported it. They did. They probably did, but I couldn't find it. Whether that's due to my own blindness or stupidity, I'm not sure. So, yeah. All right, Go actually said, or Gal, I mean, he said, the, 19, <laughs> the 1952 Topps Mantle is the holy grail of sports cards. As a kid ripping packs in the 90s, I always dreamt of owning one. I felt this mantle was highly underpriced. Now, underpriced. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Um, I was like, well, you just got to steal. You said you got to steal the deal at 5.2 mil. Hmm, let me check my paycheck real quick. Yeah, no, I have not made that much in my entire lifetime. Anyway. <laughs> We can all relate. <laughs> we can all relate. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, moving on. So, now, 1952. Remember, remember, I told you, remember that year. Here's where it comes into play. This 1952 card. Well, if you look at Mickey Mandel, he was not a rookie in 1952, and I completely forgot when to look up when he was a rookie. <laughs> But yeah, sorry. Uh, he, this 1952 was not a rookie year for Mickey Mantle. Um, but 1952 was the first, It's that year was around for Topps' first annual set 
of baseball cards released. Like, I guess they'd start printing them out a lot. Because here's the thing. It's also known for being dumped by the thousands into the Hudson River in 1960 after overproduction. So they made so many of these cars, they just yeeted them up into the river and let them float away into the abyss. So you left? <laughs> yes, there's like... I'm not... I'm not where, is it? where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, there's at least six. I mean, I'm not too far from the Hudson There's at least River, six so of I these. Mean, I mean... Um, well, we're talking 1960. 1960, they started dumping these things in the Hudson River because there were so many of them. Why they did that, I'm not sure. Um, I wasn't around in the 60s. Neither were my parents, so I can't ask them either. But, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. A little too descriptive there. But So, yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, yeah. So... Honestly, yeah, it, it, that, I'm I'm kind of shocked about this because of why would the heck would you dump baseball cards into a bloody river? I mean that one, that for one, that turn that that gets my brain going. Now, that's a rant for another day though. But I mean, seeing this this segment alone after technical difficulties is 27 <laughs> minutes. I need to cut back on the rant. So <laughs> anywho, anywho, um, anyway, so. As a matter of fact, a lot of people are thinking that baseball cards are growing. Uh, according to this article, they a lot of people are starting to think that the ceiling for the base for baseball cards in general is going to rise a lot quickly. Uh, is, is going to be rising a lot more in the next few years or so. There's actually three of these cards in PSA 10 condition, which is rated as a gem, virtually perfect. There's three of them in addition to the. Uh, six PSA nine. So there's at least nine of these Mickey Mantle 1952s left in existence. One of which I find hilarious. One of these PSA tens um, is on climate controlled UV protected display and is transported by an armored car in Colorado <laughs> back in 2018. <laughs> but hey. They're valued at worth more than $10 million each. So what the heck is wrong? That's a little sugar rush right there of money. But yeah, I mean, you you see what I'm getting. I love baseball cards. So yeah, you can, you know, but yeah. So the the most expensive card now is this 1952 PSA 9 tops Mickey Mantle. Not the PSA 10s, because I guess those haven't been sold um, in a long time. But, yeah. So, folks, I guess start rummaging through your baseball cards again. I mean, you might be holding in your hands a $5 million piece of cardboard. I mean, the chances are mean... never zero. <laughs> <laughs> the chances are never zero. Yeah, and the chances of us not having technical difficulties is also zero. So, you know. <laughs> That's not due to Anchor, folks. Anchor's been brilliant throughout this whole process. I've been in contact with them. Hey, sponsor opportunity. Anchor, you're welcome. Anchor has been brilliant in all this, guys. I just want to make sure they're not getting the blame for our technical I difficulties. Wifi. I have crap Wi-Fi. Um, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's probably that 
I'm having, that's probably why my voice has been very muffled in the past episodes of what else, because I've been talking with Anchor. Um, they've been good throughout the whole process. Very great help center. I highly suggest it. If you all are making a podcast out there, I suggest you go with Anchor. Um, sponsorship opportunity, but I mean, you know, um, I'm getting paid to do it, I guess, but not much. So much. I mean, you know, I mean, it's not five, it's not, it's not, it's not $5.2 million, but if I wait long enough, it'll probably get close. <laughs> <laughs> Still wait on that Christmas moment. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. Now it's turning into a interesting conversation. So I say we kill it here. <laughs> okay, without further ado, I guess. I guess, you know, whatever. See you all next week. Thank you for enduring this stupid episode of me just laughing my lungs out uh, for whatever reason. <laughs> yelling at me yelling at Luis. And the list goes on and on.